When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's Frank Morano. Happy Monday. It's the start of a brand new week. Hopefully you had a fun weekend filled with uh, football and frivolity. Uh, Well, that frivolity comes to an end because we have three very serious individuals in studio with me at the moment. I've been enjoying these uh, midnight panels. If If you're new to the program or haven't heard the eclectic mix of individuals we've been we've been gathering together for these midnight panels picture the mclaughlin group only a little less stiff and uh that is certainly the case with our panelists for today uh the gentleman that you have heard for the last 70 hours on the radio here on wabc is no stranger to this audience he also happens to be the uh, former republican nominee for mayor of new york city uh, an early pioneer in terms of the uh, the Husband versus wife style of radio, and then left versus right. Now he does what he calls stream of consciousness radio, which has morphed into uh, basically ten hours of criticism of this program on the weekend. The one and only Curtis Lee. Curtis, and thank you let's for sticking not around. Leave out trivia, constant trivia that leads into more conversation. Right, as I've explained, your idea of trivia is not remembering something, and then asking the listeners to what it is that you don't remember, and then masquerading that. The only thing more dangerous than when you when you try to when you know you don't remember something is when you think you do remember something. Just last hour, I heard you say that uh, an at Netflix special was on HBO. I've heard you all weekend long refer to the lieutenant governor as Richardson, even though his name is Benjamin, and uh, <laughs> the, 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 a myriad of other examples like that. But welcome, uh, and we are we are joined by two other people who are no stranger to this audience. They love. Working out, but they absolutely cannot stand vaccination mandates. Uh, satirist, social critic, and mom, Marlena Shivo. Hello, Marlena. Hello, Frank. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Curtis loves when you say, How are you? Oh, so I know. Sure I heard that, that earlier. He I say that to him like a little bit later. People ask how he's doing. He'll tell you. <laughs> that, better day. Yeah, that, that is the other thing with that. You know, you waste so much time responding 
reacting to people saying, how are you? But I have so much time. 22 <laughs> hours on the weekend. It's ABC always broadcasting, Curtis. This is true. Also joining us in studio is a, a gentleman who started coming on this show as a result of nepotism, but he was able to retain his spot based on his own merit. A personal trainer extraordinaire, podcaster, astrologer, and my brother-in-law, Josh O'Brien. Hello, Josh. Thank you for having me, Mr. Morano. Well, it's great to see you both. Now, wow, what a deep voice. Yeah, he's, you know, not going to mess with this guy. You get out of line. Yeah, I'm right. You. Uh, you know, Molly told me before the show, Curtis said he's going to go easy on your guests on the panel. I said, Curtis is not the one I'm worried about <laughs> with, with, with these three. Uh, but um, let me begin with you, Marlena and Josh, since, uh, since Curtis is here. He obviously recently ran for mayor of New York City. It was a close race. It was about 70 to 30 um, percentage of the vote not going his way. And uh, why do you think Curtis didn't get elected mayor of New York City? Well, I don't know. I mean, Curtis, you know, you have like four wives and like 13 cats. I think maybe if you spent more time like on your campaign and not chasing tail, maybe you would have won. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> you mean chasing trim? <laughs> well, I don't know what that means. Ah, uh, well, that's, that predates you. You weren't even birthed yet <laughs> well, when that term came it's up. It's tail for a cat thing, too. You know, it's, it's, yeah, a, that's it's very a double good. Entendre. Very good that you got that. It's but no, I, I, look, seven to one ratio. That means Democrats registered versus Republicans. And we knew when 300,000 fled the summer of 2020, they were mostly Republicans down in Florida. So uh, <laughs> the overall the point spread was not very good. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, any other uh, any other reasons why you think Curtis maybe didn't didn't come out on top? Um, I think he probably should have. I actually said to you he should have campaigned with pronouns. But he did not you take my advice. There, you missed true. the pronouns. And I do think that he should have put solar panels on his beret <laughs> to show that he is a, uh, you know, a big fan but, of But can you explain the pronouns thing? It's a little beyond me. Well, you know, you know Kamala Harris um, on her Twitter page has uh, she, her. Oh. Right, you would have had to on Twitter identify as he, him, if that's what you wanted to if do. If that's what you identify but as. But you'd be, you'd that's be better if you're off not a they. going with the Well, that's a bit complicated for me. You know, it's hard enough to But just... I was trying to get you to appeal to the woke demographic. Woke? Yeah, that's but I never sleep. city. I'm always awake. Well, all these woke people are totally asleep because they don't understand what the hell is going none, on. None, but... of, none of them voted for me. We <laughs> but... looked at the bat. My The average age of a voter for me was, what, 78? Uh, about that. Yeah. I was just trying to get you to Slightly speak their language a little bit. <laughs> See, like like I am right now. Like I wore hat gear tonight to make you, to feel, to make you feel included. In, in, in a, to promote inclusivity that's, that's to, nice. to she, hat wearers. She wore a hat. That's very nice. There you go. Uh, Josh and I almost wore yarmulkes just to fit in. Uh, Josh, any thoughts about why Curtis here didn't get elected uh, mayor of New York City? You can answer honestly. It sounds to me like he nailed it. I mean, when you look at the ratios of the registered voters, uh, Democrat, Republican, uh, it's an uphill battle. And although he uh, tried his best, uh, I guess uh, he did the best he could this time. Well, you know what? Uh, the experts, the wonks, told me that my position against the mandates, against mandatory vaccines, against mandatory mask uh, wearing, cost me about 6% of the vote. So I might have been up there at about 35% of the vote, but I said, I didn't care, man. I mean, look, I was just not pro-mandate, pro-vaccine. Uh, this is the wrong group to uh, mention uh, vaccine mandates with. We're gonna get, you better duck when uh, we discuss vaccine. Were they in Washington D.C. today with RFK? They would have been had oh, they not okay. been right. here. Mm -hmm. Trust me, believe me. All right, 
Um, let me ask your opinion, uh, Curtis. I know you covered this on one of your nine programs yesterday on this M&M controversy. I'm not sure I completely uh, understand it, but the M&Ms evidently are... Uh, shifting their focus somewhat. There's a lot of controversy over the M&M as they're depicted in the commercial, particularly the green M&M. Here was Tucker Carlson commenting on the green M&M just a couple of days ago. Bet you didn't think M&Ms were pushing intolerance, but they were. They've been changed. The green M&M, you will notice, is no longer wearing sexy boots. Now she's wearing sensible sneakers. Why the change? Well, according to M&M's, quote, we all win when we see more women in leading roles. Curtis, your reaction to the changes of, of, of the green M&M and the reaction from some like Tucker Carlson? He spent a little bit too much time in Hungary. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. My only demand when I make my TV appearances is that in the green room, I have only a bowl of red M&M's and mm. all the other colors get removed. That's it. That's the only thing I know about M&M's. <laughs> a very Aussie What the hell? This was like a key uh, uh, segment of Tucker Carlson? Uh, Marlene, explain this to me. You uh, know, I don't know. So the Mars company, the company that you know owns M&M's, decided that in, in, a, in a push to put, uh, in a global push um, towards inclusivity, Okay, to make people, humans feel included by candy, they were going to change the shoes of the green M&M because I still don't understand the reason. I don't know how um, changing from sexy boots on M&M to sensible shoes includes anybody or promotes diversity or inclusivity. I don't understand it. But didn't they ever hear the song, These Boots Are Made For Walking, by (laughs) one of your favorite uh, performers of all time? Nancy Sinatra. That's That's right. right. Well, these sneakers. Did they ever apparently... hear of "Don't Change What Ain't Broken" and what no one asked them to do? It's not like they were under fire for their, you know, <laughs> lack of diversity in their like candy characters. <laughs> it's like somebody came along and decided that Eminem needed. Just so I'm clear, the change is she was wearing boots and now she's wearing sneakers. Is Correct. that it? okay? Got that it. is it. And then and then and then there was, and then her like motto is something about, you know, being a, a woman who like helps other women or supports women or but how is she not supporting women in boots? Uh, you, you got me, Josh. Uh, who cares? I don't think anybody cares except for the uh, elite class here. And I think this is a move to signal compliance with this new uh, agenda of uh, doing the whole woke thing. And I don't think the average person even cares, but they had to go through the process, the the Mars company, right, had to go through the process of signaling to the elites that we're on board with you and we're willing to do more of the type of thing you're asking us to do. Right, but but then why does Tucker spend so much time responding to a change in footwear? I mean, why does he care? Well, I think that it's – this move is evidence of the the corporations, of corporate America – of um, support for the woke movement. And, of course, Tucker Carlson is quite against that. Right. He's so very I think he's, he's calling out this, uh, this uh, I, I virtue see. signaling, uh, so I to see. speak. Remember, before the three of you were birthed, I remember the first time women came on TV and started advertising products and they were not wearing bras. Mm. You could tell. It's outrageous. That, <laughs> that was an attempt to overthrow the government. Insurrection <laughs> by the hippies. I'm telling you, the now crowd. Uh, Gloria Steinem. And I forget the other one. 
Who uh, is at the head of it? Uh, with, the CIA agent. Yeah, uh, Valerie Plame is the No, no, CIA agent. Come on, don't you know trivia time here? <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> to look that one no, obviously not. Uh, all right, let me let me let me ask you your collective opinion on this. You know, before the pandemic, uh, there was you know homeschooling was a relatively n- relatively small segment of the scholastic population. But when schools shut down in March of twenty. 2020, you saw the population of homeschoolers skyrocket, uh, some because of remote learning. And now that, rem- you know, kids are able to go back to school in a lot of places, a growing number of families in places like California and across the whole country have chosen to keep homeschooling. There's a lot of reasons for it. Some are socioeconomic. Some are political. Some people think uh, they don't like the what schools are doing in terms of implementing COVID safety protocols. Some people think the schools are not doing enough to implement COVID safety protocols. But uh, these parents, left wing, right wing, East Coast, West Coast, they want to take control of their children's education at a time when control feels elusive to a lot of people. Josh, I know you were homeschooled for at least a part of your scholastic career. Tell me what you think of this movement towards homeschooling and what what it portends for the future of America's youth. Frank, the irony of the situation is that I hated being homeschooled because, as you could imagine, uh, you're missing out on a lot of the uh, the social interactions and opportunities. Well, I did a 180 on this in the last two years because when you look at what's gone on with the – let's start with the critical race theory and um, we can call it abuse uh, with the mask mandates, et cetera. Um, and then as we see that we're trying to separate parents from even being aware of what's being taught in the curriculum. And this was said my whole life to me. I'm only starting to appreciate it that this is now breeding ground for the new uh, the new generation – of uh, what the ruling class wants to be their voters and their constituents and support for their new uh, methods and ideas. And uh, I'm not on board with it. I think homeschooling is a good way to protect against that. Uh, Curtis, as somebody that uh, had a pretty detailed education platform in his recent run for mayor, what do, you, what do you think about this nationwide movement towards the growing popularity of homeschooling? I attribute it to the slop that's being served in cafeterias across <laughs> America because you don't get basic food that kids want anymore. It all gets chucked into the wastebasket. Ever since Michelle Obama declared that everything on your tray has to be green, has to be a vegetable, cannot be a carbohydrate, cannot be meat, God forbid meat. Kids don't want to eat in the cafeteria. I have three sons. They don't want to eat cafeteria food. That's why homeschooling is so important. So the uptick in vegetables in school cafeterias has led to... It's uh, turned off a whole generation who want to go to school. Interesting, interesting. You know, I could tell by your commentary how little sleep you've had over the last 48 hours. <laughs> but it's, it's true. I asked my two proportion. younger sons, right? Carter, who's 13, just had his bar mitzvah and hunter. I said, Mazel do you, right, do you ever actually eat the food in the cafeteria? No. No, uh, I, I'd rather be, it, bring a bag lunch. No, bag lunch hasn't, that hasn't been a term like that since the 1950s. Uh, Marlena, are you persuaded by Curtis's very persuasive argument that the <laughs> uptick in homeschooling is due to cafeteria food choice? No, I'm actually going to lean towards Josh on this one. It's definitely because of, um, you know, things like critical race theory and like the thing we talked about last week, which was the uptick in what kids should know when it comes to sex ed and the the graphic nature of it all by the age of 10 
and people don't want to be want to be burdened with this and they and they go up against the school boards and the school boards are up against the unions or they're in bed with the unions and they don't want to lose their funding and so it's just like this nasty bureaucratic like horror show but at the same time i don't know anybody who would choose homeschooling over sending their kids to school i mean you would have to find a different way to school your kids. I I would because I don't think my kids would learn anything if I was their teacher. I actually know they wouldn't because when they had to go home, when they were forced to go home during 2020 unnecessarily, um I didn't know I I am not I, I like I cannot I couldn't handle the homeschool thing. You know, it's funny, uh, a couple of callers called in during uh you know the whole debate about remote learning due to COVID and they said it's child abuse essentially. The keeping them home is child abuse and then a, a couple of callers called in and said, "Well, if it's if it's child abuse, then isn't everybody that's homeschooling their children guilty of child abuse?" But uh Well, that well, seems like a like a general like sweep, but it's like it, it it's forcing ki- I mean, some people the people who are choosing homeschool I, I wouldn't necessarily call them child abusers i mean that's just their lifestyle choice but i just don't think forcing parents to keep their kids at home and away from their friends and and um all the things that happened back then um was healthy whatsoever for kids absolutely i think it used to be the holy rollers that had homeschool right uh, but it's changed now. You have secular parents right, exactly. uh, who are insisting on keeping their kids home because they just don't like what they're being exposed to, especially at such an early age, like in elementary school, pre-K. You know, it's like all of a sudden, pre-K. CRT. What is CRT? So, Critical race theory. Net, on, the, on the whole, do you think the increase in homeschooling is a positive, a negative, or, or is it a little bit of both? I think it's a positive. A positive. What do you uh, think? You I, think it's I'm a negative? going with negative. Yeah. Well, I, I'm for school choice. I say it's positive. All right. Okay. Um, want to ask your view on uh, now, Marlena and Josh? You both have been very, very outspoken on uh, vaccine mandates and other issues related to uh, the vaccines. On CNN on Saturday, it was a fascinating discussion with Michael Smirkanish interviewing CNN's head medical guy, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. And CNN in general, and Dr. Gupta specifically, they've been very, very pro-vaccine. They've been very, very pro-the-establishment message on on COVID, whatever that message happens to be, and it has changed. This was Michael Smirkanish talking to Sanjay Gupta about this new study that shows that acquired immunity um, could actually provide better protection than vaccinations. Listen to Michael Smirkanish's question and uh, Dr. Gupta's response. Natural immunity or infection-acquired immunity is a thing. There's no question about it. Some, some diseases out there, like measles, you get infected once, you probably have lifelong immunity. I think the challenge here is that not all infections are the same. A, a older person who had mild symptoms when they got this disease may not have generated the same amount of antibodies as a young person who got really sick, for example, from this disease. So if you're, again, trying to combine public policy and public health and you've got to implement across hundreds of millions of people, do you say, look, the vaccine offers a more consistent, reliable, predictable amount of immunity versus people who say, look, I got infected, uh, I, I probably am protected, but I'm not sure how protected I really am. That, that's that's the challenge here. So natural immunity is, is real. I don't think we've dealt with it very well in the United States as they have in other countries. And we may still get there. But the original sin, as, as we talked about last time on your program, Michael, is, is the lack of testing. We just don't have good eyes on, on the problem. So we don't know who's really been exposed in this country, who has natural yeah. immunity, who doesn't.
Uh, Josh, uh, let me begin with you. Give me your take on this initial study regarding what uh, what they call natural immunity or acquired immunity, what it suggests, and uh, give me your take on the reaction of somebody like Dr. Gupta. Well, I think this was a big, a big eye-opener for us. Um, we saw that with this uh, study that was actually released by the CDC, that uh, in New York State, in California, where the subjects were, were studied, that those that were unvaccinated but had gotten the disease were three to five, three to five times more protected against another case of the virus than those that were vaccinated. And that turns its whole, this whole argument on its head right now because we've been fed this story for, the, for over a year about how the vaccinated are protected and the un, unvaccinated are dangerous. And this does not show us any of that. In fact, those that are vaccinated, uh, unvaccinated but had the virus have many times more protection than uh, the vaccinated do, and um, far more than uh, the vaccinated alone. And if you're vaccinated, and if you had the virus, you had a little bit more protection than if you had the virus but were unvaccinated. But it's not a huge difference. And this completely changes the conversation, I think. And uh, Dr. Gupta here was speaking about how uh, when you're considering a strategy for millions of people, we want something that really covers effectively. And he's saying the vaccine is that. But we know the vaccine is not that. Because there are so many breakthrough cases, we really can't say the vaccine is effective anymore. Uh, Marlena, in other countries, they let uh, they let the people with natural immunity, they, they go to restaurants and do all sorts of things. Are we almost at a let. point where people like you, the unvaccinated masses who've recovered from COVID, will soon be able to enter a New York City restaurant or a bar? Oh, well, that would be up to Eric Adams, okay? But as far as, um, as, far as what he said, as far as what that what they were talking about this is this drives me insane i have been beating my head against the wall about immunity and people's own like personal choice whether or not they just want to get vaccinated it goes beyond what the cdc recommends i don't it's fine i get the cdc was trying to help the situation i understand that we were in a quote-unquote pandemic but what happened here is that Basically, they were saying to everyone that if you get vaccinated, you're doing the right thing. If you don't get vaccinated, you're doing the wrong thing. And then all of these mandates came out. And everybody who stood on my side of the table saying, no, I should have a choice. This is my body. I should be able to choose what I put in my body. We were vilified. Okay, now, and, and a study came out of Israel, and no one, everyone ignored it. Same same results, that the, 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 the people who had COVID, which had way more immunity against the variants and everything else but no one ignored now the cdc comes out and says it and now it's like all the virtue signalers have to go home you're defeated you're defeated you have to stop yelling at the people who don't want to get vaccinated and where is the justification for the mandates now that it's proven that anyone who's vaccinated can contract and transmit the vaccine i mean the the virus but the data does show you're l- less likely to get hospitalized and die if that you're has nothing to do right? with me though mm-hmm. if i am unvaccinated and you're vaccinated my my vaccination status has nothing to do with your wellness and whether or not your vaccine's going your vaccine's not going to work better whether i'm vaccinated or not yeah. so no i have no where is qualms the justification about hugging and we already know it's unconstitutional we already know that but where's the now where's the 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 narrative and the justification and the lies to support the mandates that are ongoing curtis is the uh, only other vaccinated person in the room what say you i didn't get my boosters 
I had to get vaccinated to run for mayor. Yeah. I would have been dead on arrival. But as you remember, Frank, quite, I didn't wear a mask. Quite, quite literally. I held out wearing a mask. Remember, Channel 4 cold busted me in the subways not wearing a mask. The I-team cold busted me. Because I didn't believe in wearing masks. And you know, if anybody should have had COVID, it should have been me. I was taking care of emotionally disturbed and homeless people in Penn Station at the beginning of the lockdown uh, and the pandemic when secular and religious groups fled because they were terrified that they would end up in the ER and the ICU. So I think without any medical evidence that I had a natural immunity. I should have had it 10 times over. I didn't. But you say to yourself now, they want booster after booster after booster. Look at Israel. They want a fourth shot, fifth shot. Uh, Big farmers making a hell of a lot of money here. I mean, uh, billions and billions and billions. Right. I've never heard of a vaccine where you have to get so many vaccines and so many boosters, like flu vaccine, right, once a year. What other vaccine do you get in which you have to have multiple vaccines and booster, 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 like your booster bag that you had at the wedding? Wait, but but, but Curtis, no, seriously, though, like Eric Adams is upholding this, you know, 11th hour mandate that de Blasio did on the way out with the passports and and um, and. And it's like, why is that not going away? Why is that being upheld when clearly people who are vaccinated can transmit the virus just as much as someone who's unvaccinated? What would you say? Well, I'll give you a perfect example. When, When we voted on November 2nd, you didn't have to show any personal ID. You didn't have to have a vaccine passport, right? right? Gymnasiums, a lot of people there breathing the same air, exhaling. Go across the street, get a sandwich, something to drink. Got to show a personal ID and vaccine passport. How ridiculous these rules and regulations. And the reason they don't roll them back is they hide behind the medical authorities. Instead of saying, this makes no sense. We got to open up this city. We're crushed. Look at this city. It's empty. There's nobody in the city. But the medical authorities are saying it doesn't matter. It, we're going to continue with this in just a minute. Uh, Josh O'Brien is here. Marlena Shivo here. And uh, as because it's uh, an open microphone on WABC, Curtis Lee is here as he's been <laughs> since about Friday morning. Uh, 800-848-9222. We'll try and squeeze in a couple of your calls. Uh, we'll continue with our midnight panel straight ahead. WABC. Where you shouldn't have been a messin' And now someone else is getting all your best These boots are made for walking And that's just what they'll do One of these days these boots are gonna walk all over This is Nancy Sinatra, the former anthem of the green M&M. These boots are made for walking. This is the other side of midnight. Hey, we got an action-packed show for you. Uh, Coming up in just about a half hour, I'm going to tell you what uh, new information has been revealed regarding 
Elliot Spitzer and a Russian uh, prostitute that he was caught with about six years ago. There's information just coming to light now, and it's pretty interesting. We're going to go over that. Uh, also, we are going to go live to Ukraine at 3.30, where you're going to hear from, in eastern Ukraine, where they're evacuating Americans, a Texan communist who is fighting with the Ukrainian separatists. Uh, 4.30, Michelle Caruso Cabrera is going to be here. She says it's time for people to come back to work in person. And uh, in about an hour from now, we're going to talk Bigfoot with an expert on the subject. But for now, we have three very passionate, very opinionated people in studio. A former mayoral candidate and a radio talk show host, my colleague here at WABC, Curtis Lewa. We have a personal trainer, master personal trainer, and uh, astrology enthusiast and podcaster, Josh O'Brien, and uh, satirist and social critic, Marlena Shivo, here as well. Now, we were talking a lot about vaccines a minute ago. Yet Today was the March... On Washington. This was a uh, march organized by Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s group uh, opposing vaccine mandates. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. spoke, and a lot of people were very fired up about this. Now, you compare the messaging at this uh, rally, or yeah, I guess it was technically yesterday, at this rally yesterday with what we were hearing from people like Congressman Richie Torres, New York Democrat, on Bill Maher's HBO show on Friday. This is what Richie, Richie Torres said on Bill Maher. The data is crystal clear, and this is beyond dispute, that the deaths and hospitalizations have been overwhelmingly concentrated among the unvaccinated. If you are fully vaccinated, okay. yes. you have but, a far lower risk of infection and hospitalization and death. Uh, Marlena, let me begin with you because okay. you are a Mar enthusiast. Uh, I, I am. I am Marlena. But I honestly don't understand what his point is. Why, why do you, if you're vaccinated, why do you care about people who are unvaccinated? It has nothing to do with your health. I just said that. It's like I, if I go into the hospital... Why does that affect you in any way, shape or form? Why is it so why are they so desperate to get everybody vaccinated? Like we said before the break, the CDC has come out and said, if you're vaccinated, you can still transmit the vaccine. So the idea that you were getting a vaccine to protect grandma, to protect your beloved teacher unions and everybody else is gone it is blown out of the water so all of you, right, you crazy can, virtue signal you signalers, can still be a carrier if you're vaccinated you can be a carrier you can be uh, you you can get it you can transmit it is just as much as somebody who isn't vaccinated so why are they still beating this drum over and over again josh i didn't see you at that uh robert f kennedy jr rally in washington on sunday uh, oh wait before you go to josh though can i josh okay the rally, right, was against the mandates, the mandates, okay? But the, the mainstream media keeps calling it an anti-vaccine march, which is so misleading and so gross. But go ahead. Why weren't yeah, well, you at the march? <laughs> as, uh, as frequently the case, it's a mischaracterization, like uh, she just said. Um, it's not about anti-vaccination. It's about anti-mandate. Vaccination is fine. Uh, a mandate is unconstitutional, and it's in, it's uh, not uh, in it's not consistent with humanitarian uh, values. And uh, just to go back uh, in this conversation, Bill Maher had with uh, Richie Torres um, when Richie Torres stated that there's a reduced chance of dying from COVID. Bill Maher said, "I'm not saying it's not a good reason, meaning get the vaccine, meaning it's prevention from supposedly dying from COVID." He said, "I'm not say saying it's not a good reason." 
Uh, it counteracts the argument, however, that we need a vaccine to protect other people. It actually protects you, is what Bill Maher said. It doesn't protect you from me. It doesn't protect me from getting it. It protects you. So it's really just about you now. And that was a very cogent way of sort of characterizing this whole argument now, which is the conversation about my vaccination status being a threat to your safety is now off the table. Right. It's gone. Right. And Bill Maher, uh, in his infinite wisdom, as a contrarian, picked up on that. And although he's still supporting the vaccines and everything uh, that the, the, the government is doing, I think he understands that the mandate is now not necessary because we should have freedom over our own bodies. Curtis, your thoughts on the vaccine march, the vaccine mandate march, and the messaging we're hearing from people what like the hell they were claiming it was going to be January 6th. Every time I've ever been at any of these rallies, it's mostly mothers who have followed RFK who believed initially before the pandemic and lockdown, before we had COVID, that vaccines might have caused their children to have autism, Asperger's syndrome, right? So there were all these mothers there. They got sharpshooters up there on buildings, January 6th, an insurrection, a takeover of America. The hell are these people talking about? It's people exercising their right of free speech, and they were making them out as if all of a sudden they were oath keepers, proud boys, one percenters. Uh, what a shame. Shame on the media for even perpetuating that nonsense. Shame uh, on them. Um, we heard from the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, on Friday. She was speaking at a press briefing about the failure to pass supposed voting rights le legislation. This is what she said, and uh, this was the advice that she gave to people who were upset about the Senate's failure to adopt voting rights legislation. I mean, just a year ago, there were more people who were opposed to filibuster changes in the Senate. So we've made some progress on that front. But we've got to stay at it. So my advice to everyone out there who's frustrated, sad, angry, pissed off, feel those emotions, go to a kickboxing class, have a margarita, do whatever you need to do this weekend, and then wake up on Monday morning. We've got to keep fighting. Uh, Marlena. I love how the, the, the White House. What are you a green M&M &M there? What is that? <laughs> yeah, no. How dare you. No, I'm, I'm boycotting the green m, green m, &M or red? <laughs> um I love how the White House is now recommending, um, you know, to uh, exercise. Up until this point, it's stick a needle in your arm to be healthy. But now, if you're if you're angry, go to a kickboxing class. This is absurd, just in general. Like I don't even know. She doesn't sound very bright. I feel like. All along, she's kind of sounded decent. She's in a tough spot, though, right? When you're, you're Joe Biden's press secretary, <laughs> right? I mean, you're the spokesperson for Joe Biden, who's had a tough year right. as well, president, right? I think I mean, that all press secretaries have a tough That's true. That's or in true. a tough spot. Um, however, um, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are, are like, yeah, I don't have access to a kickboxing class, you know, but I, I don't know. I, I just think it's ridiculous. Like, wh where where's the advice on um, how to... Um, how to like decompress, um, or how to how to be healthier um, when it comes to COVID? Well, it has to be uh, Josh is Marlena taking Jen Psaki a little too seriously. It well, seems like I, I, kind I, of a flippant I, comment that maybe maybe well, we're reading too much into. I think she deserves it. I mean, that's, Jen Psaki that's kind does. of it. That's kind of it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like I didn't lose sleep over this, but I did think it was a little bit ridiculous to even like suggest it. And then 
And then she suggests alcohol. <laughs> I'm sure all the alcoholics are going to come out of the woodwork and, and yell about that eventually on Curtis, Twitter. Curtis, is this another green M&M situation? Are we making uh, a mountain Let me just say, Jen Psaki has the toughest job in America. Three times a day she has to walk back what Joe Biden has said earlier <laughs> in the day. I mean, think of that. Three times sometimes in a day. But I'm in favor of the filibuster. Not for all the reasons that were given by the Senate legal beagles. As a husband... Having been under cross-examination for years, I've had to use the filibuster in not answering questions accurately, clearly, straightly. I have filibustered my way through many marriages. <laughs> and I true. needed 60% in order to survive. Uh, it's too bad you couldn't filibuster your way into the mayoral seat. Exactly. Well, That's I did true. that, too. That's true. I want to make one more comment about Bill uh, Maher's commentary on this. And this is a quote. Uh, he said this at the end, and he said... And about the science, because, of course, that's how Bill Maher speaks. And about the science, this is, I think, where Democrats look bad. Where the people of science, of course, that's what he says, where the people of science, and then a lot of what they do has nothing to do with science. There's so much mindless bureaucracy. It's stupid. And, of course, that's at what we're all seeing at this point. These studies are coming out. It's now stupid. Uh, Josh, you know the last the last time when I introduced you to um, Mayor Giuliani, the last time that we hung out, all I had to tell uh, Rudy Giuliani was, uh, "This is my brother-in-law, Josh. He does a podcast where he talks a lot about how the 2020 election was stolen." Rudy Giuliani fell over himself, said, "I got to come on there. You got to have me on, but you got to be careful because everybody that has me on gets banned from YouTube and everywhere else." Mike Lindell. The founder of the or the creator of the MyPillow, the CEO of the MyPillow company, a friend of mine, he is claiming that his bank accounts have been suspended. Is this tied to his advocacy for, you know, a, a redoing the 2020 election? Absolutely. Uh, he was actually, I would say, one of President Trump's largest supporters and actually uh, bankrolled a lot of the investigation and challenge uh, after the 2020 election. And um, he's been uh, persecuted uh, uh, nonstop since then. And this is simply another move by the uh, powers behind the Democratic Party, the powers behind uh, uh, this whole issue with the uh, election. And uh, he's not going to give into it, but it, it's, it's only another major inconvenience and, and another persecution. Uh, Curtis, there was reported that Mike Lindell was saying – Possibly as many as 300 million people were involved in this election conspiracy. Your take on uh, sort of the backlash to those that are advocating that the 2020 election was stolen. Well, first off, he's claiming his bank accounts were frozen. That's because he didn't pay his bills. That's what creditors do. Uh, Having been been down that road many times, you get a call. Uh, I went to withdraw money. Your bank account is frozen. Lawyers are on. Right, no, we get paid first before the surgeons. And I said, no, I got to pay the surgeons because if I'm not alive, I can't pay the lawyers. So I would bet you Mike Lindell has had all kinds of problems getting financing and can't keep up with the payments. So they froze in his bank accounts. Number two, and I've told my Kumbada Chiefs, Rudy Giuliani, you heard me. I don't believe the Dominion smartmatic thing. Joe Biden is the president. I didn't vote for him. I didn't vote for Trump. I voted for Brock Pierce. But we have to accept the results. Time to move on. Uh, if you want to get reelected, 
Run the next time around. By the way, how did it make you feel that Brock Pierce cozied up so quickly to Eric Adams, even though you endorsed Brock Pierce for president? Yeah, not only that, he gave $100,000 to his slush I fund. I saw that. I so saw Eric that. Adams gives back a $2,000 political contribution because now he's getting paid in cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, which Brock Pierce has made a ton of money on. But the $100,000 that he gave to his slush fund, he didn't give that back. But did you get $100,000 for the Guardian Angels? I got Ugats. Uh, I got Bubkiss. Uh, Marlena, any uh, any th- I, I believe you are, I don't want to mischaracterize you, you are a regretful Biden voter, oh, right? You I were was... a hesitant Biden voter, and now you're a gr- regretful Biden oh. voter. Is that a fair characterization? Well, I never wanted to vote for him. I was going to not even vote for president. I was going to go down ballot and just skip president altogether. I was going to write in Chris Christie. And then I got into the booth, and I thought, okay, well, I got to vote for somebody, because now I just feel like an idiot, because it, no matter what, I'm throwing away the vote. So, yeah, of course. I didn't even want to vote for Biden. I didn't want to vote for either one of them. I I can't stand either one of them before, now, and tomorrow. Do you feel bad for Mike Lindell for his bank accounts being suspended here? Um, No, I don't. I don't have a lot of feelings towards. I didn't like his pillow very much. So you I'm, didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm soured on really? Mike. Okay, Lindsay. I like the my pillow. I will say. I know you gave me one. That. And That's then, right. Yeah, yes, and, and I uh, gave it away. All right, uh, uh, very quickly before we before we take another quick break, I want to get your collective take on the uh, what we're seeing from the NFL. The television ratings are through the roof. Uh, they're up dramatically. The, the all season was up. The playoffs are up hugely. From last year and the year before that, even though fewer and fewer people have conventional television, what do you think the reason is behind the uptick in uh, NFL viewership? Is this all just a reflection of people wanting to see the no. unvaccinated Aaron Rodgers be no, tackled? No, because they're not doing the Black Lives Matter thing anymore. You know, you notice you don't see that anymore. On the gridiron. You don't see them all holding one another, taking a knee. You don't see them wearing jerseys, Black Lives Matter. You don't see them putting the fist. It's back to traditional smash-mouth football the way it should always have been. Instead of that fake, phony, fraudulent football they spell with a U, soccer, that I hate, I loathe, I despise. Uh, did you, uh, do you have a pick for the Super Bowl? Uh, yes, I have a pick. What, what is your pick? What, 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 what do I have to tell you well, for? You tell the audience. What, are you going to bet on my pick? Is no, that no, now that I'm you have bet legal, against your now pick. Now you have legal sports That's betting? Right. I'm going to bet against your pick. Oh, I would have picked Green Bay, but Aaron Rodgers upset me. Well, so I have to reconfigure it well, now. Well, they're out now. And as you know, I was against the Buffalo Bills because their fans were called the Bills Mafia. That's uh, that's right. Uh, so you're not making a pick. You're not I'm not making a pick. All right, I'm I, out of it. Josh, me out. Why is everybody watching football again? I think it's a rebound from the craziness we've we've had for the last two years. And as Curtis just said, I think the BLM uh, theme wasn't helping for a while either. And a lot of people, myself, tuned out for that reason. So uh, things have gotten a little bit more quiet, and uh, it's time to enjoy football again. Uh, Do you have a pick for the Super Bowl? I couldn't care less. uh, Marlena. Um, I think that football is the real pandemic in this country. You don't like football? Um, I think I liked football at one point, and then fantasy football became such a thing. Uh, I can't stand listening to people talk uh, about their fake football teams. I am with you on that To the point where I'm so turned off, I just can't be bothered anymore. Well, that seems like kind of an unproportional reaction. (laughs) Well, you know me and gambling. I am not a fan. Josh, you you, you have two brothers that are very into this fantasy football. It is annoying, isn't it? It's uh, it's very time-consuming. It is. Those are not interested, it's pretty uh, boring. Right. I mean... It's boring, and also, there are people that I know that are more than one team. Like, they're in two different, like, drafts. Like, they have to go to two different drafts. (sighs) Drafts, really. 
Well, the predecessor to all this, again, before any of you were birthed, was a game called Stratomatic Baseball. It's all about that. You know, fantasy baseball. And it was a hit for a while, and then all of a sudden, all these fantasy leagues came along in all different sports. And let's face it, people get a vicarious thrill out of this. Uh, they have uh, jock syndrome. They use Desinex, <laughs> and they play fantasy football all day. But yeah, with Stratomatic Baseball, you didn't have these kind of bizarre, time-consuming fantasy drafts like Marlene is talking about. It's a big event for these people. Frank, I, mean, it's Frank, big. I mean, how many years do guys live in a fantasy world where they're imagining all the women that they would be with, right? <laughs> and they got nothing from that. Yeah, well, you know what? They, Says now, the person running around in a beret so, with, because, a, because they with need a band it. of commando vigilantes. <laughs> Says the man with four wives. Yeah. No, but, and so, counting. And counting. Um, so, no, but, yeah, these men don't have women to go to, so now they have to fill their lives with um, fantasy football. And, but, now, and now their spouses want nothing to do with them because all they talk about is fantasy football. So they have to join a second team of fantasy It is really football. bizarre, though. It's almost cultish, the fantasy football. Almost? It, it's uh, pretty pretty close to that. All right. I'll tell you what. You didn't uh, ask me my my Super Bowl pick. Well, I, I got I wow, got well, how sexist of you. How misogynist of you. You are of so unwoke. All right. So t- Give me your pick. Who are you picking? I'm just hoping for another wardrobe malfunction at, ah, at the halftime. That's uh, well, it. That's, that's all I care that's about. That's the one thing that brings everybody together, right? <laughs> all right. Um, by the way, we're going to continue with Curtis Lee with Marlena Schiavo and Josh O'Brien in just a bit. You can find Josh on Instagram. You can find uh, Curtis on uh, WABCRadio.com. You can also hear the podcast he does with his son, Anthony. And you can hear Marlena Schiavo in, mostly here, but you can also find her on social media, Marlena, S-C-H-I-A-V-O. On all forms of social media. But uh, something in addition to wardrobe malfunctions, which should bring everybody together, is the desire for better digestive health. And if you want to do yourself a favor and uh, have, I'll call it better bowel movements, BBM, then you need to think about Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com. It gets all the junk that's in your system out of your system. It also gives you a ton of energy without caffeine. Trust me, as somebody that didn't get a lot of sleep and is now getting even less, I can't imagine keeping these crazy hours without life change tea. No caffeine, all natural, non-GMO. One package will last you an entire month. Comes in three great flavors, but you can only get it if you go to the website getthetea.com. Getthetea.com. If you use the promo code FRANK, you'll get to enjoy free shipping. Promo code FRANK. You'll feel some relief. And while you're there, check out all their other great products designed for your optimum health. We just ordered some melatonin on there for the days where, you know, it's, it's tougher to fall asleep when it's uh, sunny out, when it's bright out. So I take a couple of these melatonins I purchased at uh, GetTheTea.com. But they have vitamin C. They have bee pollen. They have colostrum. Whatever it is that you want to purchase to in terms of supplements, get it at GetTheTea.com. But make sure you use the promo code FRANK so that you can get that free shipping on whatever you get anywhere in the continental United States. GetTheTea.com. It is the tea that makes you go. W-A-B-C. We are New York on New York's Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's Frank Morano. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano, joined in studio by Josh O'Brien, Marlena Schiavo, 
And Curtis Lee, uh, we're going to try and run through some of your calls as quickly as we can. Give us a call um, at one eight hundred eight four eight nine two 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 five open lines if you want to jump on board. That's eight hundred eight four eight W A B C. Before we totally close the door. On COVID, uh, let me ask your view about uh, this situation involving Novak Djokovic at the Australian Open. He was not permitted to compete at the Australian Open because of his vaccination status. And uh, some people are very upset, not the least of which is Mr. Djokovic himself. Josh, uh, your take on the Australian Open gate. Uh, I think that the situation with Novak right now is that the powers that be do not want any uh, uh, any uh, appearance of being okay with not being vaccinated, right? He's been very verbal about not being vaccinated. He's been a proponent of abstaining from that. And uh, when, he, although you could argue he's the number one in the world right now and he's won the tournament before, they wanted no part of him. And um, although the tennis organization actually said at some point, you can come in and compete, uh, the Australian government said no. And I want to make a quick comment about this because... Um, it's come to light in the aftermath of this whole situation that they're not even doing any significant COVID testing at the event. Wow. And that leads to a very important question, which is, um, does, it, does this suggest that the government is more focused on controlling the public's perception of the vaccines than it is on actually preventing the spread of the virus? And I would say that that's been pretty obvious to, since this thing has started. And um, this is just another another. Uh, incident that shows where the true focus really is. Curtis, I know you're a big tennis fan. Uh, give me your take on this. I hate it. I Australian hate Open I hate golf, but I want to be very consistent. I've always sided against the Serbs in the battle as to who discovered radio, the Italian Marconi or Tesla. I always said it was Marconi. So I want to remain consistent. When all of a sudden they were partitioning up Bosnia Herzegovina, I was against Milosevic. I stood with my Croats and my Albanian brothers and sisters. So on this, I stand against Josevac. Josevic, uh, whatever. Marlena, are you uh, pulling for Djokovic in this uh, battle to be able to be an unvaccinated tennis player? I, I am, but I have a, a way more important pressing issue right now, mm. and it has to do with Curtis. Oh boy. Curtis, I asked you this years ago, and you never actually answered me, and I kind of need an answer. I want to know, do you have a beret for seven days of the week, like seven berets, or do you just keep recycling I the same beret? I think you can beret? smell the beret that he's wearing <laughs> over now. And over again. So I think uh, we know the answer to On that the one. advice of counsel, I take the fifth. <laughs> All right. Uh, Never going to get an answer. As many of Frank's friends are always taking the fifth. This is true. 800-848-WABC. Let me get your take collectively on the uh, rule changes from the NCAA in terms of transgender sports. Uh, There's a transgender swimmer, uh, Leah Thomas, and evidently uh, she, she is still the source of a great deal of controversy. There's been a cacophony of criticism that began in December about her record-setting performance in Ohio at something called the Zippy International. Critics have argued that Thomas, a transgender woman, shouldn't be allowed to compete in the women's category. The NCAA's new rule says they're going to take it on a sport-by-sport basis. Uh, Marlena, your reaction to the new NCAA rules or anything related to Well, this? you know, th- saying that they're going to take it by a sport by sport is like cherry picking um, this issue. As far as being transgendered and on the team of the, the side that you have switched over to, 
it can be really tough um, for women's sports because men are physically stronger than women um, as much as any woman hates to admit that it's the truth and so even though yes you identify as a woman but you you're still born with your um, male strength so I feel like it's not fair and even though that's not a popular opinion because it sounds like I'm unwoke about this issue um, at least I know Caitlyn Jenner agrees with me yeah it's um, a it, great it, interview with our colleague Rita Cosby on Thursday on this subject as well so it, it's tough it's it's tough what say you, Josh? I think it's pretty obvious. Uh, I'm an exercise physiologist myself. We study the human body, and like we just heard, clearly the male body being born in its male form forms in a manner that's stronger than the female body. And we don't really need to look much further than all the records that are being broken in these female sports. And to think that this political sphere, uh, this game being fought in the political sphere about the uh, – the transgender issue, uh, it has no place in sports. And the female athletes feel that way. Many of them are very, very verbal about that. And it's a shame that it persists, persists to this point, despite the fact it's clear that they have uh, an, a, a, a huge advantage. Curtis, uh, critics of this new NCAA policy are saying this was a rushed process that uh, basically was just the NCAA caving to external pressures and wanting stricter regulations following the success that Leah Thomas was having. Any well, I noticed you failed to mention the, the other transgender who goes to Yale who beat your transgender. That's right. You had no comment about that, right? <laughs> nobody was in the. By the way, nobody was at that meet watching. That was the most incredible thing. You would think, with all the interest on transgenders participating, the swim hall would have been all full. Nobody was there. Nobody cares, Frank. I'm not going to a swimming meet to see transgenders who claim, oh, I feel like a woman, but I'm a man. Cheat. This is like Aroid cheating using steroids. Very quickly, I want to squeeze in as many of these calls as we can. 800-848-9222. Charlie is in Hell's Kitchen. Hello, Charlie. Hello. A quick question I want to ask all of your uh, guests, and I think you may have touched upon it, is given the terrible problems of inflation and supply chain issues and possible war with Russia and Ukraine and uh, President Biden's terrible performance, uh, how many of you regret your vote and wish that President Trump was serving a second term right now? And Frank, Frank Morano knows I'm a strong Trump supporter. All right, Charlie. Yeah. Uh, any regrets about your vote for Brock Pierce in 2020? No, no, I would not vote for even Trump. I would not your, vote for uh, Democrats. I, I would vote independent. But by the way, to, to appease Vladimir Putin, I would give him Brighton Beach. <laughs> give him Brighton Beach. Leave the king of all comedy alone, the leader of Ukraine, the man who had quid pro quo with Donald Trump. It is Ukraine, not the Ukraine. Uh, Josh, who did you vote for in 2020? I voted for Trump, and I'm as happy now as the day I but, did it, and you, I hope you, I get happier switched, later on. You switched <laughs> parties to Democrat to vote for Tulsi Gabbard in the primary, I right? I did. I did that early on, and obviously she got uh, torpedoed by her own party because uh, they were had a, having none of her own values. They had their own. So uh, I'm very happy that I voted for Trump, and I brag about it. Uh, Marlena, voters' regret, voters' remorse, rather. 
Of course. Yeah. So of you course. would have stuck with your initial instinct of writing in Chris Christie, it sounds like? Uh, yeah, pretty much, because um, the re- results would have been the same. Do you regret not transitioning to being a woman and competing in women's <laughs> yeah, sports, Yeah, because I could have actually done well in sports. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was a captain of the baseball team at Brooklyn Prep, and I only hit 200. Jo- imagine if I could have played girls softball. See, Josh, imagine <laughs> what you could have done as a, in, the, in the female bodybuilding category if you would have just... I'm still considering it, Brad. <laughs> the other right. At a time, those of you that are holding we'll get to you uh, throughout the course of the hour my thanks to curtis lewa josh o'brien and marlena shiva hopefully we can do this again soon all right uh don't go anywhere because there is some fascinating news regarding elliot spitzer and a a four words that he used actually i guess it's one two three four five six words that he used which nobody should ever say i'll tell you what they are in just a moment but first Here's the news with Jacqueline Carl. With Jacqueline Carl, why did you say, shake your head no when I said Jacqueline Carl, Matt? Why did you 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 look rushed to shake your head no? I thought you were going for the Frank Diaz. No, no, I see he doesn't have headphones on. He doesn't look <laughs> like he's in any condition to do the news. All right, here is Jacqueline Carl, who also says the Ukraine, and uh, in, in, in honor of my friend uh, Curtis Lewa, in the words of the great Bob Barker. Help control the pet population and have your dog or cat spayed or neutered. If you're suffering from ED, you're not alone. 60% of men over 60 have this problem. Help is out there. The professionals at Elevate Wellness can help you be the man you used to be. They've helped thousands of patients and have a 96% success rate. What are you waiting for? Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Your first visit is only $99. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Help is out there. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. 